I'm John Collins, and welcome to Notes, 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 Episode 6, If Get Out Got a Round of Reality TV Network Notes. Did you, uh, were you able to get my laundry this morning? Awesome, awesome. All right, well, we got to take this network call, and then um, after the word, let's, uh, let's talk about getting you that raise you wanted. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks again for turning those notes around so fast. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, we, we had them working late, but we, we got it done. Very cool. All right, so, you know, some progress has really been made, but uh, we're just not quite there yet. Okay. We, we'd like at least two more rough cuts before we go to a fine cut. Okay, three rough cuts. Um, yeah, we can do that. I mean, I'm not sure that's in our contract, but what are you going to do, stop us? I mean, no, we're not going to stop you, but uh, obviously that extends the budget and the schedule. So if you're clear on your side, then we're good on our side. We'll we'll take a look. So here, tonally, the show is not really what we requested. Remember, this is a dating show, and our diverse lead is meeting his girl's family for the very first time. Right now, it's creepy where it should be romantic. It's disturbing where it should be elegant. Where are the scenes of Chris and Rose walking along a well-lit beach talking about their connection? Do they ever share about their journey as they stroll through the woods? Do they ever bond about their love while non-threatening acoustic guitar music is playing? Please come through your footage and let's rethink this. Think more Bachelor and less Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, um, sure, we appreciate those conventions and we'll, we'll definitely take a look at the footage and see what we've got. Um... You know, on our end, we were trying to maybe avoid some tropes and tell a new story. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, here's the thing. We have the network. We like the idea of new wrapped around the taste of familiar. Uh, yeah, sure. We understand you got to play it safe and, and you know, we've got a large audience to please here. Absolutely. Okay, another thing, too, we think a bite pass is absolutely necessary. Right now, poor Chris is completely lost, and we aren't hearing how he's thinking or feeling. How can we, how can we care for him if he isn't indicating his every emotion to us in every interview? Remember, our audience is experiencing this show while goofing on Snapchat and live-tweeting. We can't have them follow the show as they're using a Cocker Spaniel filter while ordering Thai food on Postmates, then we really aren't doing our jobs. It's just kind of a darker story that I feel like is conveyed visually. Uh, but if we need him to tell, you know, every feeling he's having, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that. Well, always remember, with a dark story, there's always some light in there. Mm. We can grab the light, bring out the light a bit more. We can tone down the dark. Okay, great. Got it. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that. So, is there something wrong with this cut? The show starts with this no-name guy walking around the suburbs, talking to a friend on his phone. There's no intro bite, no B-roll montage. There's not even a lower third. Okay, sure, he gets kidnapped, and they may help to establish the mood, but I have no idea what's going on. If I don't know, then our audience won't know, and they'll change the channel. Let's just make this a snap-in. Oh, well, okay. Um... Sure, snap in. Well, any other thoughts for our cold open? Because we thought that was kind of compelling. I think we should just start with Chris. He's our lead, right? He's our dashing romantic lead. He's cre- He's charismatic. He's creative. He has an old school camera. He does. He does. Yeah, that's uh, a, a neat prop. Yes. He's kind of 
per our research, he is a type of millennial that our audience can relate to. Yes, for sure. We we agree on that. Yeah, we we definitely think he's a very relatable guy. Great, great uh, everyman. Absolutely. And look at him. Look, he and Rose are they're young millennials in their attractive loft space in New York. It's like girls, but less smug. Yes, that we agree on. Great. Chris and Rose seem to have a great life together in New York, but it took me a while to find out that he's a photographer. Let's get into this sooner than later. Let's get a juicy intro package with Chris. Start with a bite along the lines of like, Hey everyone, I'm Chris. I'm in my mid to late 20s and I'm a photographer living in New York City with my lovely girlfriend Rose. Then do a big montage of his photography, his relationship with Rose, and don't forget their dog. Let's put our best foot forward and sell a romantic couple early and often. Okay, yeah, we want people to relate and to understand where we're coming from. I guess on our end, we were maybe looking to do some more show-don't-tell type stuff, but if you feel the need to sort of spell it all out immediately, we, we can revisit that for sure. We think we can show and tell. Remember that game as kids? I do, yes. So it isn't just like, here's the thing I brought from home. Mm. It's also, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, tell us. Right, 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 right. Yeah, see, we're on the same page now. We're on the same page. We are. Uh, it's a game for children, and this is a movie for adults, but I can understand the relation. And Sure. So Chris mentions his nerves about meeting Rose's parents, and she laughs it off. This is a great opportunity to go to a bite. Have Chris say something along the lines of, I know Rose is trying to put my nerves at rest, but I have to say, I'm nervous about meeting her family. I hope I make a great first impression, and please get this verbatim. <sighs> wow. Okay, we will. We'll we'll have him we'll have him interview say exactly that. We have to establish Chris's objective early and revisit this every few minutes. Remember, characters only have one objective in a show, and it never changes at all. That's the essence of storytelling. <laughs> uh. Well. Okay. I, I don't. You know, we may not necessarily see eye to eye on that line you just said but um we're willing to to make the changes okay chris's best friend rod is a great character he's like like a younger cedric the entertainer let's kick him off with a great intro packet have him talk about his time at the tsa how long he's been friends with chris and what he thinks about chris's relationship with rose now if we don't get this from him in a bite then we'll never know what rod thinks about anything let's mine your interviews and bring us the best rod gold possible Okay, yeah, we think he's given a lot of gold uh, just in scene, actually. But, um, you know, if it's not working, then we'll, we'll get him in bite. We'll, we'll get him in the interview. I think we should get the gold wherever we can get it. Let's get it in scene, let's get it in bite, let's get it in everything, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I guess we're hesitant to overdo it, but, but I see what you're saying. Chris meeting the parents. Ugh, this scene needs a lot of work. There's a great shot of Rose's car as she pulls up to the house. I mean, is Chris anxious about this? Is he excited? I like to know. I like to know if there's a bite from him, but there isn't. And then when Chris finally meets the parents, you guys see on this wide shot, and we hear them just talking. This is wrong, wrong, wrong. If I don't see them actually meeting for the first time on camera, how am I supposed to know it actually happened? I don't know who edited this, but they should really consider reconsider their line of work. We're building up to this moment the entire time, and it's gone. It's gone in a wide shot. Yes, it establishes a sense of foreboding and creeping terror, but I can't see what's happening. Remember the cardinal rule of reality TV. It doesn't happen in medium shots. It doesn't happen at all. 
Wrong, 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 huh? You, you know, your tone... <clears throat> well, look, I, I do think you can do storytelling in, in wide shots, not just medium shots. <sighs> but we'll, we'll take a look. Great. Okay. So, Rose's parents, Dean and Missy, are very accomplished and lovely. The scene work with Chris and Rose is nice, but rather off-putting, especially at dinner. It's as if they're saying one thing, but meaning another. It's like their words are text, and there's like something underneath them. I can't quite figure out what that is. So a bypass here would really work wonders. Clarity is key. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the point of the whole thing, man. Oh my gosh. Uh, there is some subtext, so good on you for picking up on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... We're a little hesitant to to do too many bites. I mean, you understand that, right? Like, we're telling this complicated story that does have a lot of subtext, and we don't necessarily want to shove it down the audience's throat. Okay, I, I get the idea about having some subtext, but let's not make sure that the subtext isn't so sub that it's not obvious for our audience to pick it up. You're assuming that our audience is that sharp that they can go underneath and find the submarine text you guys got going on here, right? For our research, we got we find out that they, the subtext can be a little hard for people to find on our network. So let's make it a little bit more texty. Let's have it maybe, maybe have the submarine pop up out of the water just a little bit. Oh my God, he's talking about Periscope. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we will, we will, I mean, the purpose of the submarine is to stay underwater, right? If it breaches the water, then it loses its mission. But, um, yeah, sure. We'll get on it. Okay, if Dean and Missy have some nefarious motive, they need to, they need to clue the audience in early on. So the surprises only confuse people. Remember our core demographic for a, a romantic dating shows and try to keep their bites like 140 characters or less. A bite longer than a tweet can easily befuddle them. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, there's a reason that Twitter hasn't become a TV show yet, because it's Twitter. It's a whole different thing. It's where trolls live. Um, I thought they lived under bridges. <laughs> uh, okay, so you do have a sense of humor. That's, that's great. Thanks. Oh, wow. Um, okay, 140 characters. You know, you can't say much under 140 characters. Um so I guess we're just going to be cutting to a lot of little mini bites. Is, is that what you're looking for? I trust you. You'll figure it out. I did figure it out in the first rough cut. Okay. Yeah, for sure. What was that? Oh, I was talking to my assistant. She's uh, um, she's a mute. Oh, okay. Wow. You're being so progressive with your hiring over there. That's wonderful. Yeah, sure. We, uh, yeah. See, um, yeah, 2018, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So the Wedgwood Ceramics trade out on Missy's teacup is great. No notes on that. Okay, good. Glad to hear. Okay, so the cocktail party. Wow, there's a lot of people arriving for this party. Please have Rose give a concise setup bite for the party. And I would also do a Chiron pass on this scene. All those middle aged white folks tend to blend together. Oh my god. 
Okay, uh, sure. They don't all necessarily need names as far as we're concerned. Uh, the point is that there are so many of them that look alike and, and are uh, threatening our main character. Right. Okay. Well, just anyway, I just want to make sure I'm kind of keeping track of, you know, guy A, guy B, guy C. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yes, I do know what you're saying. Okay, so Chris tries to leave, right? And wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Rose has been working with her parents against Chris the whole time? Oh my gosh, that comes out of nowhere. I, it's surprising I'm completely thrown. We really need to build up to this, guys. Yes, Chris finds the photos of her with Georgina and Walter and the others. Don't assume that the audience is as sophisticated as we are. Let's weave this in more overtly by putting in bites from Rose about what her intentions are so this is set up correctly. We always have to tell the audience exactly what's going on at all times. It's storytelling 101. Oh my freaking god. Ugh. Oh man. No, it's uh, nuanced and far more rewarding for the audience. It's, uh, that's the point of our whole setup here is uh, not to spoon feed. Um, don't you think the payoff is stronger uh, as it is currently? I think the payoff could be stronger if we have a setup for it. So that there's no surprise at all. No, we can, we can have a surprise. We just need a setup for the surprise. Okay, so coming up, watch out for the surprise. Or maybe like a bite from Chris saying like, it looks like Rose is maybe hiding something from me. I don't know. I maybe need to talk to her about this. Then that adds a little anticipation for the audience to be like, oh, I wonder what's going on, right? So then they can go into the other room, they can get their drink, they can get their popcorn, they can come back down, and they can follow all this while not exactly looking at the television at the same time. Great. So Storytelling 101, make it all audio. Right. Yeah, you're finally getting it. Oh, my God. Wow. What about Jesus' life? What's that? Um... I said, uh, I just love my wife. I love my wife. Well, how long have you guys been married? Uh, six months. Oh my god, you're newlyweds. Wow, and you've been working on this show almost the entire time. I haven't seen her since the wedding night. Oh, jeez. Well, we I can send her an edible arrangement bouquet if you want. Hey, Frank. Frank, let's get an edible arrangement bouquet for uh, Steve's wife over here, all right? Is there anything she's allergic to? Uh, just cantaloupe and strawberries. Got it. You got it. So cantaloupe and strawberries. Got it? Cool. Okay. Oh, oh, the fruit cereal and milk trade-outs work perfectly. No notes for that. Okay, glad they're all working. Per legal, let's add a disclaimer saying it's not recommended for our viewers to try to add people's brains to other people's bodies so they can inhabit their bodies. If not, we're just kind of asking for a lawsuit. Oh my god. Uh, I don't think that uh, viewers always try to exactly emulate what they see on TV. Um... This is a wildly illegal act, and I truly don't feel as if we're going to push anyone to recreate this. I, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. I really do. We're just trying to cover our bases here at the network. Um, our parent company is in the process of being purchased by another big, larger parent company. So we're, it's almost like we're going to have like a step-parent company. So we're... They're a little anxious to make sure that we're, you know, uh, glamorizing any sort of illegal activity. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm all for covering your ass. CYA, you know, we all live and die by that. But uh, this is such an extreme swing. It's also the crux of our entire show. But yeah, um, I don't know. We'll soften the, the brain replacement. We'll, we'll try to make that seem a little more fun. Oh, maybe kind of like some, some, some jaunty music cues during it. Okay, so sure, it's changing the score, but sticking with your earlier stuff, keeping the picture as is, because nobody's looking, right? They're Snapchatting. But they could be looking. We operate on the assumption that they, they could be looking, but most likely aren't, so we need to just, again, cover our ass on all aspects. That's reality TV in a nutshell. Well, you said it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is there a less violent take for the end of the show? Chris ends up on this killing spree, and that makes him kind of an unideal romantic lead. Is there a take where he gives Rose family, like, a firm talking to? Where Rose kind of apologizes, and they kind of walk down, like, a flower-strewn path as they talk wistfully about their future in a joint interview? Let's comb through our footage. Let's try to end on a positive note. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't even know what to say. Um, We feel that's the most rewarding part because you see these people wanted to kill him and they're terrible people and so this is redemption and we truly think the audience is going to be cheering along uh they, they're not going to turn on him because all of a sudden he's violent I, we really think this is uh appropriately uh represented Did you watch the fucking movie? Uh, yes. Yes, they are. Okay. Oh, oh my, oh! That makes so much more sense now. Frank, you're wrong about this. You're so wrong about it. My development assistant, I just need to talk to him later. Okay, I got it. Okay, I get where you're coming from. I say let's do what you think, but you know what would help in this? I can't even imagine what you're about to say. You know what would help to hear from Rose's family? to help kind of lay the groundwork for all this? Oh, God. I don't know. Just tell me. A bite. Oh, Jesus. Let's get a bite in there from Dean and Missy basically saying what their intentions are. Especially once we actually see, like, the brain-swapping thing almost trying to happen. If we get... Because we have that one bite that's on, like, on, like, the TV monitor that's, like, from the older dude, right? Kind of explaining it. But if we can get Dean and Missy to explain it again and give them their intentions, oh, then the audience will really not like them. Then they'll then they'll be a villain. They're, it's it's like Amoroso with a medical degree. Oh, well, if it's not working for you, um, you're the boss. We'll just pepper in a ton of bites that repeat what we just saw. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Great. Okay. Cool. So, um. I know it's getting kind of late, so if you can turn these notes around by noon tomorrow, that would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll get it to you tomorrow, as soon as I just um, stab my eyeballs out and then gouge my ears as well. What's that? Oh, I said um, I'm all ears, loving the notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you to you and your team. Love you guys. Yeah, really great. Really great call. Oh, this motherfucker, Storytelling 101, how dare he?
listening to Notes, Notes, Notes. Today's episode was written, edited, and produced by me, John Collins. Special thanks to Grant McFadden for playing the showrunner of Get Out. J.J. Long did our theme music, and Matt Filer did our logo. Special thanks, as always, to Tom Heater. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at G'sJohn, J-E-E-Z-J-O-N. Please also visit G'sJohn.com to see the blog posts that are the inspiration for this podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the podcatcher of your choice and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and see you next time! Oh, God. I don't even drink.